This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm excited about today's episode. Um, Like I told you guys last week and probably the week before that, I've been really, really, really intentional about this show right now. I understand the platform that God has given me. I don't take it for granted. I don't answer to my listeners, my analytics, my income. I answer to my God. And I just want to be very intentional um, and very, I want to steward well over what he's given me and understanding that this is a very sensitive time. I don't want to just be on here playing. It's as simple as that. I'm not trying to be on here playing. I need for God to get everything that he needs to get from this platform. And a part of that is submitting to him and speaking what he needs me to speak, as opposed to what I think may be encouraging right now, or what I think may be appropriate right now, because everything that God has to say is not always peaches and cream. It's not always feeling good. You know, judgment is a part of it. And, um, especially if you're a mouthpiece for God, everything you say is not going to be like telling somebody they're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Like God uses his prophets, his mouthpieces, um, to bring all kinds of different words, you know? So I didn't want to assume (laughs) when it came to this platform, I really just wanted to, be at my father's feet and talk about what he wants me to talk about. And if that's different, as far as this platform goes, then guess what? It's just going to be different. (laughs) Okay. And that's not to say that I wasn't that way prior to what's going on, but just right now, it's just something, it's just something different, something extra. And I believe God is calling all of us to his feet. That's why we did the episode on create your Mount Sinai. And I really pray that you guys do it. I've gotten testimonials and 
text messages and things of that nature um, from those who have been applying what we've been talking about. I've, I've been cracking up at the text where they talking about, I got to take a shower because Tatum said I can't be funky when I go to Mount Sinai. And I crack myself up because I sometimes I listen back to the show when I do and be like, I can't believe I said that. But um, nevertheless, I'm excited about today's episode because God wanted me to give a message that eh, may not be the nicest one. But I have to give it nonetheless. So the title of today's episode is Don't Take Advantage of His Grace. I'm going to say that one more time. The title of today's episode is Don't Take Advantage of His Grace. And the way this episode is going to go, um, I'm actually going to read you guys a word that God wanted me to share on the podcast. And then I'm going to go right into a couple of tips that you can use to course correct if you have been um taking advantage of his grace um, and also just some things that we all could do so that we don't fall into that place where we're taking advantage of God's grace. God's grace is his. And this is according to my concordance in my study Bible. God's grace is defined as his free and unmerited favor towards a sinful humanity. Again, grace is defined as God's free and unmerited favor towards a sinful humanity. God's grace gets us out of situations we had no business being in in the first place. God's grace is what keeps sickness out our bodies when we've been eating foolishly for all our lives. God's grace is protecting us from ourselves when we put ourselves in harm's way. God's grace has saved me personally many of times. Many of times I can go down the list of the the things that I have gotten myself into and the way the, the destruction that the world, me being in the world has taken me to that God's grace has come, come in and saved me from. And again, it's free and unmerited favor. Unmerited means we don't deserve it. I didn't deserve God's grace. I don't deserve God's grace. None of us do, but he gives it to us free. But at the same time, there are many of us who take advantage of that grace and use it as an excuse to stay in a sinful humanity. And so we're going to get into that in the episode. But before we go there, a couple of church announcements. Thank you to everyone who is a part of the business boot camp. We got about 500 or so people who are part of our boot camp. And so we've been praying every morning and We have had our sessions every day and it's been just a transformative experience so far. And I'm just excited to see the full transformation of what's going to happen in people at the end. Thank you to everybody who tuned into our open house for Anchored Media. I'm really excited. Applications are due this week and I'm like super excited to dive into everybody's application and then start inviting folks to the next phase of the process. But I have to tell you guys about this course bundle that I'm a part of. Now, let me tell you something. I ain't never, ever, ever, ever heard of a course bundle or a course collection before. Many of you guys are familiar with Raven. She was my business coach. She has been on the show multiple times. She's going to be on the show again this year. And um, she invited me to be a part of this course collection. And I'm like a little salty because I wish I had this when I first became an entrepreneur. So what it is, it's 15 of us who have donated courses, programs, masterclasses, 
ebooks, all of these things that covers everything from how to make money as an influencer to how to obtain business credit to leaving your job, how to start investing in the stock market. It's one on um, how to get started with your vending machine business. And I'm like about to buy it because I need that one. But it's a course collection from 15 experts. You could go on my Instagram and I'll put the link in the show notes as well to it to see all who's involved and what we're donating. Jessica, who's been on the show before, Jessica Williams, uh, who's also the host of Anchor Media's original show, The Fashionpreneur Diaries. She has donated a course, myself, Raven, and a host of other women that I'm sure you guys love and are familiar with. We all donated courses. Check this out. You get 15 courses, 15. First of all, my course that I donated is called the Profitable Podcast Course, How to Create a Show That's Both Loved and Lucrative. That that course by itself is $3.99. That's just mine. But this course collective allows you to get these courses, eBooks, masterclasses from all 15 women for $1.97. It's $5,000 worth of information for only $197. It's an absolute steal. It's a couple things on here that I want to learn. So like I said, I'm going to go ahead and get mine. But I'm so excited to be a part of this. Um, It's available for a limited time only. So April 6th, which is today through April 18th, is the only time that you're going to be able to get this. So click the link in the show notes. The website is called thebundlebestie.com where you can learn more about it. But again, the link will be in the show notes. It's a lot of information, a lot of valuable information. And ain't no way this joint should be 197. I was kind of looking like, hold on now, y'all. <laughs> you sure that this is how much this is going to cost? But yeah, go ahead and check it out. Um, because I believe that this is really going to benefit those of you guys who are growing your businesses at this time. All right, let's get into the deep stuff. When I was praying today, spending some time at my Mount Sinai with God and and just seeking him on a bunch of stuff, but specifically for this podcast, he gave me the, the title last week to do this week's episode on don't take advantage of his grace. And so when I sat down with him today, I was like, okay, God, what does this mean? I don't want to come. I don't want to just create something based off of this title. What is the ultimate message that you're trying to get across to your people? And so he gave me a prophetic word that I want to share with you guys. Um, He says that my people are trying to piece together what they've heard from others in order to paint a picture of me. Don't they know that because of Jesus, that they can come to me directly? Don't they know that after the resurrection and Jesus meeting with the disciples, he ascended back to heaven and I sent the Holy Spirit to be with them and that they have access to the Holy Spirit 24 7, 365. And not only do they have access to the Holy Spirit, but all of the seven gifts that come with the Holy Spirit, which is the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of counsel, the gift of fortitude, understanding, piety, and fear of the Lord. But instead of getting to know me and pressing into the deeper things of me, they want to play cute faith. Faith that gives a quick emotional euphoria, but never truly taps into the power and the fullness of who I am. I keep calling them. I keep pulling them, but they keep rejecting me. They call me Lord, but they don't do what I say. I give my grace because I love them, but not for them to take advantage of it. What manipulators my people have become. 
declaring and decreeing my promises, but not committing to the prerequisite that actually materializes those promises, which is obedience and devotion to me. I am the all-knowing God. I can't be manipulated. Tell my people to repent, to confess their sins, to turn from their wicked ways and come to me, surrender to me and commit to me in both words and action and commit to the plans that I have for them once and for all. And that was the end. This episode is brought to you by stamps.com. So y'all know we all are quarantined. We can't go nowhere. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need to send out letters and packages? Well, you don't have to worry about that because stamps.com is here to help. Stamps.com brings all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer in the safety and comfort of your own home, office, or anywhere else that you're quarantined right now. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff out, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7. That's for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. And then once you have everything ready, you just leave it out for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact is required. It's that simple. And like I said, stamps.com gives you great discounts too. Five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 40% off of USPS shipping rates. And then on top of that, in addition to offering discounts on the U.S. Postal Service rates, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounted rates up to 62%. Plus, with Stamps.com, you won't even have to pay UPS residential surcharges. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blessed. That's stamps.com, enter blessed. Stay safe, my friends. Let's get back to the show. Now, I'm not going to add anything to it because I believe that uh, he hashtag said what he said, but... um. God has really been giving me uncomfortable things to share lately. And and I can, based off of what he's been revealing to me, I could just feel his frustration and how he's truly pulling his people to him and how frustrated he is with how we've been living and how we've been living below the standard that he has for us. And, you know, what's interesting is that the standard is not supposed to be this this boring, unattainable thing. And I think for me, I know when I first came into faith, I was just annoyed with the mask I felt like I had to put on or this Christian rule book that I feel like I had to pick up. But as I began to mature in my faith and truly get to know God for myself, I realized that he has a standard for a reason. And his standard is way more lit than anything that I could, that I thought felt good or I thought I wanted to do in the world. And so I could just feel God's frustration as he was revealing these things to me. And actually at the end of this episode, I'm going to put the prayer, uh, my part of the prayer call from the society this morning, because it was another one of those times where I could feel God's frustration. And I was going, I was really going in, but it was really God speaking through me and me just feeling the weight 
or the seriousness of what he's saying to us right now. So I want you guys to really like play that back a couple times and like take some notes on it. Again, I'm not going to add anything to that, but he did release me to share a couple of pointers of how we can course correct and not take advantage of his grace. And I want to be clear that we've all taken advantage of God's grace, right? I mean, it's the reason why a lot of us haven't turned from the things of this world because we feel like we've gotten away from it for so long. And it's like a kid, if they get a, if if they don't feel corrected or if they get away with something, they take it as a pass to continue doing that thing. And that's that's them taking advantage of the grace that, that, that their parent gave them in that moment. And for us, if we feel like we've gotten some sort of pass, so to speak, for our bad decision, we continue to do it. And that's not, that's taking advantage of God's grace. I believe that now as I'm, as I look back on a lot of the mistakes that I've made on my walk with God and the difference between who I was then and who I am now, I appreciate grace so much more because now I'm not using it as a scapegoat to stay in sin. Now I'm using it as a more fuel for my love for God that I may have messed up, but he forgives me or I had no be no business being in this place and all hell broke loose, but God allowed me to get out of there and not get harmed. Like there's so many ways that grace comes to play in our lives. But again, I believe we should all take heed to his warning and not use it as a scapegoat to continue to do the things that we've been doing or to continue to live a life of one foot in and one foot out, live a life where we're compromising the integrity or we're compromising the standard that God has called us to live in because we want to stay within the world. Or because we want to give into our flesh and do the things that feel good as opposed to giving into the process of God truly pruning us and making us into who he called us to be. A lot of us want to get to the end result, but we don't want to go through the process. We don't want to wait for it. We want it now. We want it right now. We want it our way. We want to halfway give our lives to Christ and still reap all the benefits of the blessings we want to plead Psalms 91 over our life, but we don't want to dwell in the shelter of the most high, which is what the beginning of that scripture is saying. We want all the blessings for obedience. We want to be the head and not the tail. We want to be above and not believe because that's what it says in Deuteronomy 28. But we don't, we don't want that to be a blessing for our obedience. We want that to just be a blessing because when those are promises that manifest based off of obedience, not you just doing whatever it is that you want to do. We can't pick and choose which part of the rules we going to follow. God said that you were neither hot nor cold. So I spit you out of my mouth, but we've gotten so comfortable being, being lukewarm because it's socially acceptable that we've, that we've taken advantage of the grace that God has given us. And, and in honesty, we setting ourselves up, we're setting ourselves up. So going into the first thing to do to course correct is taking advantage of his grace is we have to repent. We have to repent. A lot of people don't want to talk about repentance. And to be honest with you, in, when I, in the beginning of my faith, I didn't want to talk about it either because thanks to those who introduced me to faith or my examples of faith at that time, I view God as one that just always wanted to, to punish me, if that makes sense, as opposed to a God who truly loves me and he's put this standard in place in order to protect me. 
And so again, I had to mature a little bit for my mindset to be shifted, but I want, we have to talk about repentance because this is something that God is calling us to do right now. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. This is a scripture of repentance. And we've heard this scripture a lot because of what's going on in the world, but God don't just want to heal the land in that way. He wants to heal your daddy issues. He wants to heal those dark rooted traumas that we've buried for so long. He wants to heal your problem with inconsistency. He wants to heal uh, the religionship that has, has given you a warped perspective of who he really is. He wants to heal your heart as it relates to working with other women, because a lot of us say, oh, I can't work with women or we have issues working with other women because of we've been be- uh, betrayed or backstabbed or something has happened. But he wants to heal you from that because it's women who he's called you to. And he can't give you the souls. He can't bring the souls to your business if you're going to have a wall up and not truly serve them the way that he called you to serve them. He wants to heal all of that. He wants to heal your poverty mindset so that you could keep money and a hole isn't always in your purse. He wants to heal your, your greed, that greed spirit, that spirit of mammon that's on you so that the wealth you accumulate can be for the kingdom and not for your personal desires. So again, repentance is so necessary, guys, and it's a prerequisite for a lot of the things that God wants to do for us in this season. He's frustrated. He's sick of the way that his people have handled things. And for me, a part of why I've really been spending so much time is I'm like, God, I'm I'm repenting for everything. I did a, a fast with... um some ladies that I've grown close to who actually was so funny. They were clients of mine for find your voice Academy. And then we just created a bond ever since that retreat. And so we were on a fast. And one of the things that we did was we wrote down everything that we, we, we spent a day um, in that fast of repentance and writing down the things that we needed forgiveness for, man, I was asking for forgiveness for everything. I tell you all the time. I don't want no smoke with God. I'm thinking about stuff from, my childhood. I'm thinking about stuff from my teenage years. I'm thinking about the little things. God forgive me for eating that donut. I know I need that donut. I know my baby ain't need that donut. I know sugar can bring harm to my body. Thank you for your grace of, of me not getting sick because of my food, my poor food choices. Forgive me, God, and, and give me the wisdom to make better choices. Or God forgive me for saying that I was going to pray for that person and then forgetting when I should have prayed for them right then and there. God, forgive me for oversleeping when I knew I should have woken up early. I know you've been calling me to wake up at 5 a.m., but I haven't been doing it. I'd rather sleep than wake up and sit at your feet. Forgive me. Like, we, there's so, all of us need to be in a place of repentance right now. And so I hope that with us talking about this, that you guys aren't looking at it as condemnation because condemnation is not of God, but a loving conviction for us to really recognize the errors of our ways. How wonderful is it that God gives us an opportunity to turn back to him? Sorry to interrupt you guys. This episode is also brought to you by Grammarly. When you're writing anything, be it an email, a paper, anything like that, A typo or simple grammar mistake can make all of the difference in context and understanding. Grammarly is the digital writing assistant that helps more than 20 million people put their best words forward. 
Signing up for a Grammarly account is free and it gives you real-time spelling and grammar checks as you write. It works where you work so that you can communicate with clarity and confidence on every single platform. And if you want deeper insights on your writing, Grammarly Premium gives you advanced feedback on tone, word choice, punctuation, and more. I love Grammarly. I use it every day. And what I love is that it really connects with all of the things that I'm already using. So if I'm writing a email to someone, it's running in the background and correcting me. If I'm scheduling out a mass email to send out, it's running in the background to correct me. Even if I'm posting on social media, it's running in the background to make sure that the things that I'm writing are grammatically correct. Harness the power of Grammarly on every platform with their desktop editor, browser plugin, and mobile apps. Don't just say it, make a statement with clear, flawless text that's sure to impress. And Grammarly doesn't just correct your mistakes, it helps you build up your skills as a writer. Get 20% off Grammarly Premium when you sign up at Grammarly.com slash blessed. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash blessed. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. How wonderful is it? that he gives us an opportunity to course correct. Like that's, there's so much love in that. There's so much love in that. Proverbs 28, 13, I'm gonna read it out the message version. The message version add a little spice <laughs> that I like to read sometimes. Um, the message version, it says, you can't whitewash your sins and get by with it. You find mercy by admitting and leaving them. God is going to give us mercy by admitting and leaving our sins, admitting, God, I have taken advantage of your grace. God, you've given me chance after chance. You've pulled me and pulled me. You've called and you've called and I haven't answered and you're still calling. God, forgive me for not listening to you. Forgive me for taking advantage of the grace that, forgive me for taking advantage of that free and unmerited favor towards me. God, I I turn back to you and I answer the call right now. Like these are the things that we should be doing right now. These are the things that God is calling us to do right now. And actually brings me to number two, which is go back to the basics. One thing I've noticed, because I've talked to a lot of people, especially who are new believers, whether it's the society, whether it's from conversation, whether it's people whose podcasts I'm working on, um, where they, they want to go deeper in God and they're doing all of these works, but it's just like, there's this disconnect. There's something, a lot of them are struggling with going deeper. A lot of them are struggling with really hearing from God and trusting his voice and being confident in that. And I was talking to somebody recently and we were like, where's the disconnect? Like what's, what's happening here? And what I believe happens is a lot of us haven't gone back to the fundamental basics of the faith that we're in. And what I mean by that is a lot of us have had secondhand faith for so long, 
we don't know where to start as far as building that one-on-one relationship with God for ourselves. So you have looked to your mom or your grandma or your leaders in church for so long and heard what the pastors and the preachers had to say. So now what you've done is you just pretty much created more secondhand individuals that you're trying to build your relationship with God on and it's not working, right? So you've replaced maybe your mom with this influencer that you love that is that does sermons or you're replacing your grandmother with this devotional that you found that has a, some text and a scripture and you're doing that or you're relying on just this alert on your phone that's giving you the scripture of the day to say okay I've completed my my faith task for the day now I can get started And it's inhibiting you from really being able to see and connect to the deeper things of God, to really love and reverence God for who he is and really get to know him and his character and how much he loves you. And there's so much, so many foundational things I believe that we skip. And that's what's really causing that disconnect and that's keeping us from truly building that one-on-one relationship with God, if that makes sense. And because we don't have like that, foundational understanding of the faith that we're connected to, or because we don't have that foundational love, like that genuine love for God. And it's more so something that we've been building secondhand for so long. That's the reason why a lot of us have been taking advantage of his grace because it's no depth there. That's really keeping us rooted in him right? It's all surface level. So then when the wind blows the or when something happens in the world and all of that faith and stuff you've been doing so far comes crashing down, that's revealing to you that there that the roots weren't there in the first place. Because if, if the roots was there, no matter what went, no matter what happened, that the tree will always grow back. So a lot of people are feeling real disheveled right now and feeling real broken right now and aren't able to build themselves up and they're allowing that to make them mad at God. But what it actually is doing is revealing the lack of depth that was there in the first place. So again, a lot of us need to really go back to the basics, take a step back and and think, when did you really fall in love with God? And have you ever? And that's a real question. Y'all know we all, we, we're going to keep it real here. When did you first fall in love with God and have you ever? For some people, the reason why they're so rooted is because they had a life or death experience and they know for a fact that God saved their life. So you can't tell them nothing. But then there's others who, again, we've been so, our faith has been so surface level or so secondhand, or we've been caught up in religion for so long we don't even know where to start when it comes to digging up roots. And so that's why I'm asking you this question for you to ask yourself, for you to go to your Mount Sinai that we talked about a few episodes ago and say, God, and, and when did I fall in love with you? When am I lacking roots? It is this true? Like is what Tatum saying on his podcast, is that true? Is it that is the reason why I'm struggling so much with truly committing my life to you or the reason why I've taken advantage of your grace so long because I, I don't have roots? And it's an interesting thing to think about. You know, I think about when I first when I first fell in love with God or when I first realized that God was real for myself, not through anybody else. But when I first realized that God was real for myself, I was very young. You know, I went through a lot of traumatic things in my household at a young age. But one thing that I remember through everything that I, I went through was that I never felt alone. I never felt alone. And I could even recall a time where 
Um, and I can't even believe I'm telling y'all this, but I, I even recall a time where I was in middle school, I was a cutter. And because I was, I, I just wanted to feel something because of everything that I was going through. I was so numb emotionally that I wanted to just feel something. It's, it's I, I'm sure it's a whole psychological explanation as far as why people cut themselves, but that's where I was at. And I remember being in the kitchen and I had the knife. I was home by myself. I had the knife and I put it to my wrist and I was about to cut real deep. And I can't explain how much try, but I really can't explain what happened in that moment, but it was something beyond me. And I, I mean, obviously it was God, but in that moment, it was something beyond me to where I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Something came over me to where I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I know that was God. I mean, there was even plenty of times I would sit in my room and just look at the ceiling and be like, man, I just don't, I just won't, don't want to be here. And I'm like, kid, like I'm in middle school, you know, like I just don't want to be here anymore. And I, I always just felt an overwhelming sense of comfort in those moments. And I remember another time I was in college and, um, I was really frustrated because I just didn't know I didn't know I wasn't sure on my major. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be great, but I didn't know what in what necessarily like avenue I wanted to be great in. And so um, I had this moment where I was looking in the mirror and um, I was just sitting there and I just felt God's presence and I felt something bigger than me. And I could see this glow about myself that I had never seen before. And it was very, very comforting. That was a low moment for me because I just, as an overachiever, not knowing what you want to achieve is like the worst thing in the world. So I was looking and I just felt um, just an overwhelming sense of comfort come over me again. And I knew I knew that was God and, and all of the things I was worried about at that time just didn't really matter anymore. I just knew that whatever I was going to do, I was going to be great. And so those moments happen many, many of times. And so then once I decided that now, again, I was still on them streets, right? I had the moments. I knew God was real. I knew he was with me, but I still didn't commit. So when I think back to when I actually committed to him, I told you guys that I got saved, saved in my closet. And that's when I made my covenant with God that I was never going to turn my back on him again. And I've uh, stood true to that. That was maybe in 2016 or 2017, one of them years. I can't remember pregnancy brain, but um, I made that covenant with him and I haven't turned back since. But one of the things that I really thought about when I was sitting in that closet, I think I was, that was that's when I was reading Priscilla Shira's book. Um, and that's when I was thinking about the scripture that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, Jeremiah 1, 5. I just started to think back on all of those moments that I just named. I started to think about the statistic that I should have been because of what I've gone through. I started to think about the fact that how, how God's grace saved me from myself so many times. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV, but hate the size of your cable bill? Philo is your solution. Philo is live and on-demand TV for just $20 a month. 
And if you can't get enough TV, especially right now where we are in this quarantine and a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home, there's no better ways to watch your favorite shows. Philo has VH1, BT, A&E, AMC, plus more than 50 other channels like Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Paramount, and Discovery. Never miss a minute of shows like Wildin' Out, The Have and the Have Nots, 90 Day Fiance, which is one of my personal favorites, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Paw Patrol for the kids, plus classics like Martin and the Fresh Prince. No contracts, it's cord-free, commitment-free, hassle-free, and unparalleled customer service. It's easy to use and super easy to sign up. Now more than ever, Philo believes that great TV shouldn't cost an arm and a leg. Shows should be accessible to everyone and saving money shouldn't mean giving up the shows and the channels that you love. Philo TV is for everyone. Sign up today at philotv.blessed and you'll get 25% off your first two months. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash blessed. Sign up today and you'll get 25% off your first two months. Let's finish off the show. I mean, there were literally, I could remember a time in college, right? I was so tore up. I was drunk out my mind. I didn't drink in high school. So when I got to college, it was like, turn up for what? Like I was just drinking um, and didn't know how to drink. So I'm mixing dark I'm mixing light I'm taking shots of everything and we, we, we was broken so we drank all the little nasty cheap ugh, the nasty cheap liquor so I was so drunk one time and I went to a party on campus they had on-campus parties all the time and I remember being so drunk that I couldn't walk like I'm stumbling just just looking stupid stumbling I get to the party. I can't even party. I'm too drunk. I'm literally like behind a door laid out on like some chairs, passed out the whole party. I'm passed out after the party. My friend gets me up and we're walking. Um, was I walking by myself? I think I was walking by myself or, or it was a group of us. So no, I was really paying me that much attention, but we were just all walking. It was an on-campus party. So it was plenty of people around. And I remember this guy, um, he was talking to me and I, and somehow my friends got ahead of me and this guy, he was talking to me and he was trying to get me to come home with him. And he was pulling me, um, like, you know, come on, come on, come on. I, I make sure you get home safe. Da, da, da. Mind you, I live on campus. You don't need to make sure I get home safe. My dorm is here, but dude was trying to pull me into, you know, take me to like where his car was or whatever. Instantly in that moment, I sobered up. I was not drunk no more. I sobered all the way up. Definitely told him off or whatever about it. So he ends up leaving me alone. I get back to my room and then I'm back. I'm instantly drunk again after he leaves me alone. And so as I think back on those, those moments and situations like that, I'm like, man, that was God. He was, his grace saved me. I was so tore up. I probably like that dude probably could have did anything to me. But it was, but God allowed me to come to myself, at least for that one moment to be able to take control of the situation and not give into whatever my drunken self would have done at that time. Like I have so many stories. I mean, I've been at a party to joint been shot up, you know what I mean? And 
by the grace of God, I was not touched. Like it's, listen, <laughs> I'm sure we all got stories for days as a part of God's grace. But when I was in that closet and I decided to give my life to him, all I could think about were those moments and all of those times he saved me from myself. And I was like, man, how dare I not live a life for God? How dare I continue to take advantage of that? Like, and he's still calling me. And this was my mindset. I'm like, and he still is pulling on me and he still hasn't given up on me after all of that. And so that was really my moment where my roots started to grow. For myself to where the faith wasn't about what nobody told me. It wasn't about what no what any any pastor or anybody said. It was about the fact that God loved Tatum that much. And he he rescued me from myself that many times. I only told y'all a couple of the many, many times. I should have been up out of here. So I was sitting here just thinking about all of those things, and I was like, no, nah, God. I'm sorry it took me for so long, but let's do this. And so for you, like go back to the basics of those moments. And it's okay if you haven't had that moment, but just go and sit for a second. I mean, this is the week leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Think about that. Like he loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. He suffered. So that we could be healed, so that we could have the victory. He paid the ultimate price. Like it's just, I, I can't, that's the foundation of our faith. And it's like, if if that isn't enough, because honestly, every time I think about that, I really tear up. Like if that isn't enough, think about what he's done in your life. So again, uh, number two is go back to the beginning. When did you first fall in love with God and get those roots? Because the roots is what's going to keep you on course this time. The third thing I want to tell you is resurrender your decision making to God. I can't wait to, for you guys to hear an interview that I did that, that's going to air during my maternity leave. But in the interview, um, we really talked about like your decision making. And today as I was preparing this episode um, in my quiet time, God took me back to the first stop of the God is my CEO tour we went on last year during the summer. And I remember that tour is so special to me because it was just decisions after decisions that were rooted in faith. So for you guys that are new to the podcast, we went on tour. The story behind it is that God told us to go on tour. Um, He told me to go on tour. Um, and he told me when my business wasn't booming, I ain't had no money. I didn't know how I was going to go on nobody's tour. Uh, he told me to invite Kavaya. I was cool with that part, but I was like, how are we going to financially be able to go on some type of tour? I had never done a live event in my life. And it's so funny because I went from, this was in the end of 2018 when he told us and we went on the tour in 2019. But at the end of 2018, I just had this fear of not doing any live events. <laughs> in 2019, I ended up doing six. So it's it's crazy. But anyway... We go on this tour um, and every decision was made in faith. We signed a contract with hotels in faith. We booked plane tickets in faith. We did so much in faith. And I remember the day of the first stop in Dallas, I was so shook beforehand. And I played, so I'm the type of person, I have a really good poker face. So you won't know I'm shook 
but I was shook, shook, okay? And I was just like so stuck because I was like, how did we get here? This is before we even started. I was like, God, these people are here. I don't know how we got here, but like, what if they don't like it? Like you, this lava, this is my first live event. What if nobody shows up? What if, and I just had all of these things going through my head. I'm like, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want to make a fool of you. I don't want to make a fool of Kavaya. Like I just had all of these emotions going through um, my head. And I was just like, God, give me the strength to complete what you've set me out here to complete. I, I need you to do it because I'm I'm scared. I'm fearful. And so, um, the tour was fantastic. It was fantastic. And I remember after we, after I was done, cause I, I gave like the ending closing sermon or speech or talk, whatever you want to call it. And I remember at the end, so we did an altar call after everyone. And so I remember just all of the women at the altar and I was kind of standing on stage and I just looked and God allowed me to just see, because I had a vision prior to us going of just all the stuff that was being left at the altar. Um, all the things that the women were going to come in with that were going to be left at the altar and they wouldn't have, they weren't taking those things out with them. And so I had that vision prior to the tour. And so at this, after this one wrapped up, I saw the vision again, but it was real life. It was, it actually coming to pass. And so I was like, and it's a picture somewhere on my Instagram of me like hunched over on the stage because the weight, I could cry just talking about this, but the weight of God's glory was so heavy and like a good heavy. It was like, God, I'm unworthy of this. And I just had to get on my knees and, and it was just, it was, it was a lot. You know, I think, I thank God for my husband. He was right there. He just started praying and, and laying hands on me and stuff. But I was just like, it was just, it was heavy. And so as I was praying today, God allowed me to go back to the emotions of that moment. And I wanted to share that with you guys, because making a decision to follow God, it doesn't mean it's the absence of feeling inadequate. It doesn't mean it's the absence of things being scary or you being unsure how it's going to pan out. Though making the right decisions or submitting your decision don't mean that those feelings aren't there. It just means that those feelings don't dictate what you do. Because I felt all the feels up until the, the very end. I felt all the feels up until I was on my face. And, and, and at that point I fell on my face in just gratitude because I, like, I just could not, I was just so in awe of God. I was so in awe of God in that moment. And, you know, every, every tour stop was amazing, but that first one is just so special to me because I was able to see the product of saying yes to God. And we build our success one yes at a time. We build our achievements one yes at a time. And so many of us are waiting to see the house, to see the blueprint, to see what it's all going to pan out to be before we tell God our yes. And that's not faith. And so I, I, I'm, I'm so glad he taught me, he took me back there in my quiet time because there's always going to be more yeses to give, more decisions to make. And what's even better about that story is if you guys been listening for a while, you know, I've been open enough to where I've said like last year that one of the things I was believing in God for was a child. So <laughs> the tour wrapped on September 8th in DC, hometown, right? The last stop. 
I found out that I'm pregnant on September 9th, the day after this tour. I had got a hotel room at the same hotel that we had the tour at because I wanted to do like a little staycation, give me a massage and relax after going to all them cities over those couple of months. And so it's so interesting that day I had a pregnancy test in my pocket. I mean, not my pocket, but by, by uh, what is it? Book bag or whatever from when I had taken it, taken a test before hoping to be pregnant. So, um, I, so I got confirmation that I needed to take the test. And when that came up, I remembered that I had one in my bag. And so I went and got the test. Now, I didn't think nothing of this. I was like, all right, this drink will be negative. I'm about to just go ahead about my day. So I'm literally like, I take the test. I put it on the counter, wash my hands. I go get dressed because I got things to do. I got a spa appointment. <laughs> so I'm going to get dressed. And so I'm getting ready to leave back out. And I go grab my glasses or something out the bathroom and I look at this test and it is two lines on this thing and I double took I said hold on what and I picked it up and I looked I said oh hold on now Jesus <laughs> this joint positive and I started bawling and what God you know before I started bawling as I was looking in straight confusion God said because you obeyed me I'm going to give you this desire of your heart and that is where I lost it. I'm ugly crying face first on the floor. Like I lost it. But he just reminded me the importance of decision making. And it's so much more to that that I'll get to at some point. But it's, it's the, the fact that he said, because you... Because you obeyed what I told you to do, because you completed, because th remember, this is the day after we wrapped this tour. He said, because you completed what I told you to complete, you can have this desire of your heart. And it's, and I'm sure that in a, in a prophetic word was actually spoken to me much later on where they were like, you know, your obedience to him expedited that blessing. You were always going to have it. You were always going to have your child, the son, that you're going to have more, whatever. You are always going to have the children, but because you obeyed God, he it expedited, he gave it to you earlier than what was intended because of your decision-making. And I ugly cry again. Let me tell y'all something. My walk with God is a, just a, <laughs> a series of ugly cries. So I'm bawling again, but I'm telling y'all these stories because I believe there's power and testimony. You know, the scripture even tells us we're saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I share sharing testimonies with you guys because it's so important that we do repent, that we do go back to the beginning, that we do surrender our decisions to God. And lastly, uh, the one thing I want you guys to keep in mind is you're making sure you're not taking advantage of his grace is that you're safeguarding your ears and your eyes, right? The things that you see and the things that you listen to um, go into your heart. And, and I said this earlier, a lot of us are okay with sin and being lukewarm because it's socially acceptable. We're okay with posting a quote, but not really being about that life because it's socially acceptable. We're okay with, with mixing the world with the kingdom because it's socially acceptable and we cannot do that. Like we cannot continue to take advantage of God's grace because it's socially acceptable. We will 
called to be the salt of the earth. We were called to be light and darkness. We were called to be hot on fire for God and not lukewarm and not cold. For the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in it here. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Don't forget to get the Spring Into the Bag collection. The link is in the show notes for you guys to take advantage of that awesome opportunity with myself and 15 other experts. Talk to you guys next week.